To truly have it all, you've got to learn how to let go. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today I want to talk to you about why it's important to think about choosing vulnerability. Everybody is afraid of something. We all want to protect ourselves. It's in our DNA to protect ourselves from risk, from threat, and from harm. But I think somewhere along the line, we just get it wrong sometimes. We protect ourselves so much, we wall ourselves off so much, we get so guarded that the wall is so high and the light can't come in. And we got to let the light in in order to grow, right? That's the whole point, as cliche as it sounds. I wanted to share a reading with you that throughout my life has just had remarkable impact. It started out as a story that I used to read to kids at bedtime when I worked with traumatized youth in residential programming. Years later, it became a reading at my own wedding, and I just encountered it the other day. And I thought to myself, this is what dream chasing is all about. This is what it is for entrepreneurs too, people who want a bigger, bolder, braver life. This is what it's about. So I thought I'd read it to you. It's from The Velveteen Rabbit and it's by Marjorie Williams. Here we go. What is real, asked the rabbit one day when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick out handle? Real isn't how you were made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a really long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt, asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become it. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, your eyes have drop out, and you get loose in your joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. Sit with that for a moment and I'll find you on the other side of this break. To truly have it all, you've got to learn how to let go. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today I want to talk to you about why it's important to think about choosing vulnerability. Everybody is afraid of something. We all want to protect ourselves. It's in our DNA to protect ourselves from risk, from threat, and from harm. But I think somewhere along the line, we just get it wrong sometimes. We protect ourselves so much, we wall ourselves off so much, we get so guarded that the wall is so high and the light can't come in. And we gotta let the light in in order to grow, right? That's the whole point, as cliche as it sounds. I wanted to share a reading with you that throughout my life has just had remarkable impact. It started out as a story that I used to read to kids at bedtime when I worked with traumatized youth in residential programming. Years later, it became a reading at my own wedding, and I just encountered it the other day, and I thought to myself, this is what dream chasing is all about. 
This is what it is for entrepreneurs too, people who want a bigger, bolder, braver life. This is what it's about. So I thought I'd read it to you. It's from The Velveteen Rabbit and it's by Marjorie Williams. Here we go. What is real, asked the rabbit one day when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you were made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a really long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt, asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become it. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, your eyes have drop out, and you get loose in your joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. Sit with that for a moment and I'll find you on the other side of this break. Vulnerability shows up in all kinds of ways in my business. Sometimes I'll have clients tell me that they don't want to identify what they want or set a specific goal out of fear of not getting it. Other times clients will tell me that they don't really say what they think or feel or mean when they're talking to their clients and their own customers because they're afraid of alienating their base and they're afraid of being disliked, rocking the boat, or creating conflict. And sometimes people come to me and they're talking about their personal lives and their personal relationships. And I'll hear, and I'll hear stories of people who didn't love deeply who didn't put themselves out there for the people who matter the most, who didn't really say what they felt and how much they were invested in another person. They didn't want to risk loving too much because they were so afraid of losing it. One of my heroes and my mentors and people that I've followed for years now is Brene Brown. And in her book, Daring Greatly, she tackles the idea of shame and vulnerability head on. And one of the crystal clear examples she gives is that in order to be able to love her daughter as deeply and as powerfully as she could, she had to lean over the crib when her daughter was a baby and recognize that she didn't have entire control over the ending. She could love this perfectly perfect human being and something bad could happen. That in order to be completely open to love, she had to be completely open to hurt. And it's such a perfect description of what vulnerability is. And that's why I share that reading with you at the beginning of the show. Because vulnerability kicks us in the ass. It is so hard to put ourselves out there to live bravely and boldly. And I think one of the things that people misunderstand about me and my intent when they hear me talk about this is they think I'm telling them, you have to be vulnerable every day. You have to always say what you think. You have to always say what you feel. You always have to put yourself out there. And that's not at all what I think. If you're crystal clear on what you want, you have to be vulnerable enough with yourself to own it and put yourself out there because you can't get it until you own the desire to have it. 
and that's non-negotiable. But sometimes it's about figuring out in which situations is the risk of vulnerability worth it. You're not going to have the hard conversations with people where the relationship doesn't really matter. What would be the point of sending out all of that energy into the world if it doesn't really count? But when you think about the things in your life that do matter, that do resonate, and that do have intention behind them for you and significance for you, if you're not leaning into that, and you find yourself leaning away, holding back, withholding, guarding off, you're not connecting. And what happens in that instance is you start to create a disconnect because the people in your world, they don't know why you're pulling back or away. They might just assume you have a headache or you're tired and it's been a long day at work. Some people might assume that you've changed your mind about them. Other people will think you're mad about something and they'll be tentative about approaching you. But it opens the door for so many misunderstandings. I cannot tell you the number of times people have come to me when they're in personal conflict just with themselves or with something else, someone else, and it's because of a mis- misunderstanding where the root of it was someone didn't want to really say what they were thinking and feeling. Yesterday, I talked to you about rejection. And these two things go hand in hand. Because to lean into relationships, to lean into the goals and the dreams we have, we have to also lean into the reality that at some point in time, we're going to be rejected. It's going to beat us up. Remember what it says in the reading, loose and shabby in the joints and her eyes popping out. That's what it feels like. But what we want to do is tune into the feeling on the other side, what it feels like when we're truly loved and accepted. Part of the reason why vulnerability grips us so much is because we tune into what it feels like when we're laughed at, when we're mocked, misunderstood, rejected, or when someone walks away. But there are so many points in time when we are vulnerable, we put ourselves out there and we're not even paying attention to it. It just becomes the automatic and we don't even think of it as brave and everything works out and we get our needs met and we reach our goals and things happen. A lot of times when people find success, they tune in to what they did. They look at the steps that they took, the chances they took, the risks they made, the actions they took, and they forget an important part of recognition. They forget to recognize that none of that success would have happened if they hadn't taken a moment and risked being vulnerable. So many times we want to get to the other side of the fear. We want to get to the other side of whatever it is, is holding us back, keeping us small, preventing us from showing up. And what I always want to do when I teach people how to do that is tune into what success feels like. But so many times when people have been vulnerable and it's worked out okay, they just want to run away from it. It's like they want to just wipe their forehead and go, whew, done with that, on to the next thing, rather than recognizing that they have to take a moment to take stock of the investment they've made in themselves. And I want you to think about this. I want you to take 
take stock of three to five times in your life when you've identified what you wanted or you thought clearly about something that needed to be said, you put yourself out there and it worked. We all have those examples. We've all applied for jobs and gotten them. We've all applied for, you know, school teams and, or, you know, sports athletic teams or colleges or classes or programs. We've all put ourselves out there at some point in time and gotten the need met. We don't get it every time. And sometimes we don't get the thing we want most, but we have taken chances before. We have said what we meant and meant what we said and have received the love and acceptance that comes on the other side of that. If we're thinking about vulnerability, we have to think about why it's worth it. And it's worth it for the connection and the meaning you find on the other side of it. It's not easy. It means having a conversation with a friend and telling them, hey, you kind of hurt my feelings with that one-liner you made. It means asking somebody why they said no. Sometimes it's going to be about being really polarizing and kind of standing on a plank in front of people and standing in your truth and saying, this is what I think and I hope you don't beat me down for it. But a lot of times when people look towards the end of the year as we're approaching the end of 2017, they look at the things that didn't happen. They look at the goals that they didn't make, the things they had wished for themselves that never came to light, and they beat themselves up about it. And they say, ah, I didn't do this. Ah, I didn't do that. I got lazy is the word I hear a lot at this time of year. And I don't think it's lazy. I think if you look at your year, and the missteps and things you're not entirely happy with, I would ask you how many times when you go looking for the cause would you find a fear of vulnerability on the other side? It's one of those moments where I'm chuckling to myself a little bit as I talk to you and share what I think about this because I'm having this moment where I'm thinking to myself, mirror, mirror, on the wall, I really am my father after all. He would never buy into the whole vulnerability conversation, and he certainly wouldn't have a podcast talking about feelings. But what I just walked you through is an examination of the losses and gains. And that's how he's taught me how to make decisions. I learned business from him, and I learned a lot about life from him too. And what I wanted you to do, and I want you to continue to do, is think about the gains you make in your life, the things you earn, the opportunities that come your way, the connections that are made, the joys you experience that come on the other side of daring to be vulnerable. And then I want you to look at things like the last year, the missteps, the turns you didn't take but could have, the opportunities you said no to wherever you hesitated. And I want you to think about the cost, what it cost you to not move fully into the life you wanted for yourselves and the things you had planned. Because the only way that you get to the other side and you move into 2018 and a life that you really want with goals made, decisions made, is if you tune into that feeling of loss and make a choice that you never want to feel that way again. 
that if it's in your power and in your control to make your life happen on your terms, to run your business on your terms, you're not going to hesitate simply because you're afraid. You have to tune in to what it feels like when you didn't choose you. I know it sounds dramatic. I know it sounds like some motivational speech from hell, but it really is true. We have to tune into what it feels like when we didn't take our turn, when we didn't show up to the table, when we didn't swing the bat, when we were up at the plate. You have to know that you are in control of the life you want, the relationships you want, and the businesses you want. And it's going to take a beating sometimes. It is hard. You're going to be misunderstood. People will criticize. But none of those things are a reason not to do it. Because on the other side of that war zone, on the other side of that battle, are the people who will get it, who see you, who want to genuinely connect with who you are and what you're about. And when you hold that back, when you protect yourself because you're afraid someone isn't going to like you or isn't going to buy from you, you never find the people who are going to connect with you. You have got to put yourself out there in order to have the life you want. You get to decide how you do that. I'm doing it right now through a podcast. I used to be someone who wrote articles and submitted to larger publications. Some people are going to do it through art or music or group, you know, meetups and online or in person. You get to decide how you're going to show up. But the first person you need to show up for is yourself. And when you hide, when you don't say what you really think or what you really mean, when you don't lean into your feelings for another person, the care and compassion you have for them, you're missing out. And you feel that loss every day. And a lot of people right now are feeling it as they look back on their 2017 and realize they didn't have the life they wanted, that they had all these big dreams and maybe 10% of them came true. And that doesn't have to be your story in 2018, but you're going to have to choose a different ending. Because at any point in time, you've heard me say it, we get to say, this is not how my story is going to end. But sometimes to chart a new direction and to start a new chapter, you have to put it all on the line. I want you to look at where you're holding back, where you're playing small, and where you're thinking of yourself as less than and acting accordingly. And I want to know one question, and I want you to ask it to yourself. Are you willing to stop? It's going to come down to asking yourself that one question. What are you willing to do for the life you want? And as you wrestle with it, and you think about it, and you consider taking some chances and putting yourself out there, I want to share the story of a girl named Emily. She was one of the first kids I worked with who I read this story to, and it became kind of our nightly ritual where I read it to her every night before bed. And yes, even 16-year-olds like bedtime stories sometimes. Anyhow, Emily was a girl who was drug addicted to every drug on the 
planet by the time I met her. She had tried everything, had been a chronic runaway, had been a sexual abuse survivor, sexual assault survivor. She had just survived so much and life had beaten her down. And she had really given up on the idea that adulthood would be any better because the adults she knew were really crappy people. I talked to her a lot about the chances she was taking and the vulnerability she was making by choosing treatment, by taking a chance on sobriety. And I would read this story to her and she would mock me and she would make fun of me. She'd roll her eyes. She'd say, stop it. And then she'd kind of ask me to read it again. And gosh, as I think about her, I remember it like it was yesterday and it really was like literally 15, 17 years ago. Um, but wow, I really cared about that kid. And we'd read the story and she'd dream of another life. And she'd ask me questions about how I overcame hard times. And there were rules about that. And I couldn't share my stories, but I did my best to motivate her. And then, you know, we separated. She left the program and moved on. And I didn't really hear anything. Two years ago, I was in my brick and mortar. And I got this package and it was a letter from a girl named Emily and she was a woman at the time. Um, and she sent me this letter and she showed me a picture of her reading the Velveteen Rabbit to her daughter. And she told me that life wasn't easy after programming and she didn't find the straight path right away. And she hit more stumbles, got beaten up more by life, experienced more hard times. But the scrap of paper that I had copied the Velveteen Rabbit passage on for her stayed with her wherever she went. And she knew that somehow for her, it was going to be a guiding light on some level. Even when she didn't believe it, she told me the story that she left it in the pocket of a jacket in a train station when she was on the run and she risked going back for the jacket because she wanted this excerpt. And that, of course, obviously means the world to me. And I just light up thinking about it as I tell you. And she shared a picture of her reading the story to her daughter. All those years later, she had the scrap of paper that I had given her, laminated it, and it became the story she read her daughter. She's happily married now. She's working with other troubled youth who struggle with drugs, runaway issues, and she's really connected to a purpose. I would tell you she took the really long path and life had put a lot of obstacles in front of her. But she finally got there because she chose to believe in the idea of what if with the positive ending. So often people come to me with the what if with the negative ending. What if I'm rejected? What if they don't understand? What if they don't like me? Well, what if you get everything you ask for? What if you put it all on the line and the universe says yes? What if you do stumble and you do fall again and again and again, but eventually on the other side of the hurt and on the other side of the hard, you've got a family and a life that makes it all worth it. I'm going to leave you with that for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please find me over at Facebook at the group Choose to Have It All. And I hope you'll consider subscribing and reviewing the show over at iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
Bye for now.